Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here, the time is now, and yes, it is the season not only to uh, reap what you have sown, but also to wait on God for the sowing that you have done. All too often, uh, we want to put in the time and then we want to get the dime right away. All too often, we are impatient uh, with ourselves and others. Welcome forward now. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. I am your host, Lynn Richardson, here on KBLA Talk 1580. And we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. The harvest is here, the time is now, and yes, it is the season not only to uh, reap what you have sown, but also to wait on God for the sowing that you have done. All too often, uh, we want to put in the time, and then we want to get the dime right away. All too often, we are impatient uh, with ourselves and others for the things um, that we believe we deserve, uh, for the things that we have worked for, and for the things that we see that other people have. But what I am telling you right now is to wait on God. I've talked about this before. And as I've said, um, sometimes the teacher has to, uh, you know, state the lesson again in order for us to get it. And I keep saying that the harvest is here and the time is now. But I think that some of us are a little impatient with the process of understanding where the harvest is actually taking place in our lives. So I want to just share a few things about waiting on God. Um, There were times in my life and my grandmother used to always tell me, she'd say, Lynn, you're running ahead of yourself. And I never knew what that meant, except that I always felt a little rushed, a little crazy, a little anxious, and a little overzealous when it came to everything. But I was used to accomplishing um, pretty much anything that I set out to accomplish because I would just go at everything full steam ahead, full steam ahead. But she used to always say, Lynn, you are running ahead of yourself. Well, let me help you understand this. There was a time in my life where I thought that the things that I'm doing right now Um, I felt like I deserved to do those things back then. I remember when I first wrote Living Check to Monday, the real deal about money, credit, and financial security. Here's the real deal. I was living check to Monday when I wrote the book, okay? I was living check to Monday when I wrote the book, and I remember Oprah started the Great American Debt Diet. And um, I reached out and I wanted to be on Oprah and I thought that I had the book that I was going to that was going to help everybody get over their money problems. And the truth is, I needed to wait on God, because although I had identified the problem and had been able to articulate the solution, I had not lived it out yet. I had not gotten to the other side. 
And so what I realized now is I was not going to be able to take people a place that I had not been. Even though I could talk about it, I had to be about it. Even though I could, even though I could identify it, I had to actually go through the test. You know, I often say, Whenever there is a testimony, there is a test. And whenever there is a message, there is a mess. And sometimes we've got to go through our test and we've got to get through our mess in order to get to the next step. Now, I've said this before. And once again, I'm going to say it again, because this is the season for you to tap into the one thing that you have that is going to propel you to the next state. And it is the season of gratitude. Gratitude dictates your attitude and your attitude basically generates the energy for all of your, your, your resources, um, your blessings and how things move in and out of your life. You know, in the Bible, Jacob, uh, the story is told about how Jacob uh, wanted to marry Rachel so badly that he worked for seven years in order to marry Rachel. And when the seven years was up, uh, Rachel's father did not give him Rachel. He gave him Leah, which by, uh, you know, the account in the Bible, Leah was not um, attractive or she may, may have only been marginal looking or whatever the case may be. Um, but he wanted Rachel. And so then he worked another seven years and he finally got Rachel. But then when he got Rachel, he did not treat Leah well. As a matter of fact, he did not treat Leah well to the extent that Leah was the one that was having all the sons. And then Rachel was the one that came up in the end. And so we know that because of Jacob's treatment of Leah, I believe that that was a direct uh, there was a direct uh, impact on Rachel and her sons. We know that Joseph got sold into slavery. Now, ultimately, at the end of that story, there was a great success. But we do know that Leah was able to benefit because she waited on God and she waited on God with integrity and had Jacob waited with integrity. And then once he got what he waited for, if he had behaved appropriately, who knows um, what suffering they might have been able to avoid. So I'm still talking about the harvest. I am talking about it's here now, but some of us are opening up the window every single day and we're looking outside and we're waiting on it to come and we are impatient. And we are uh, beating up on ourselves and we are going through guilt trips and we're trying to figure out when is my money going to come? When is my breakthrough going to come? When is my blessing going to come? I have been working and working and working and working for it. But I'm going to tell you right now to wait on God. And I'm also going to tell you to wait on God with the truth. Um, I shared before and I'm going to share again the story of my friend whose friend had been out of work for such a long time. And because she was out of work, she was desperate to get a job. And so she finally came upon an opportunity and she asked my friend to write her a letter of recommendation because all she needed to get this other job was a recommendation that she had done that work before. And so my friend had her own company 
And I remember she called me the next day and she said, Lynn, even though this is my friend, she said, I could not write the letter. She said, because if I write the letter and it is not the truth, then we cannot give God the glory for the blessing that we think would come after that. And so that was such a powerful message for me. It was such a powerful lesson that sometimes we are waiting on God, but we want to rush things a little forward. We want to move them faster than they're willing to go or that that faster than um, it's going. And sometimes we want to bend the truth just a little bit. What I'm telling you right now is to stand upright. What I'm telling you right now is to look straight ahead. What I'm telling you to do right now is to keep putting one foot in front of the other. What I'm telling you to do right now is to uh, sow and reap and understand that the harvest is here, but wait on God with integrity. Why? because this is your season to win. And we don't want anything interrupting what God has for you right now. The harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580, we've got a lot to talk about. More of the Millionaire's Roundtable with Lynn Richardson when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. Welcome forward. Now, this is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580, and this is Lynn Richardson, and we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time, and that means you. Um, I think that there are uh, some things that we have to take advantage of, and like there are a lot of changes happening, and some of them may be retroactive uh, as it relates to the tax code. And I think, you know, the thing that people need to understand is you you hear a lot about, first of all, the taxes in California. Uh, If you live in some of these states where I guess they're just driving out the folks. And I mean, by all intent and purposes and definition, they could be talking about you and I, but I know what to do to protect my wealth. So I'm not going anywhere. Um, But what a lot of people don't realize is these tax changes and these financial, you know, uh, changes that are taking place are not just going to impact the quote unquote rich. It's going to impact everybody who's just above poverty, everybody who's just above poverty, because many of the changes in the tax code that many of us have access to that we don't know about, some of them are going to shift a bit. So people need to get empowered now. And one of the things that Sandy Bach and my mentor said Um, when we were moving out of 2020 coming into 2021 is to get as many of your tax write-offs and things as you can now, because when changes take place, you want to have that nest egg set up so that you can better, you know, flow with what's happening. And, and the time is now, because if something happens, if if the hammer comes down, you can't really go backwards. You can only go forward. So, you know, it, it, getting an education is important. And, and you said something like you said when you wanted to act and uh, do voiceover that you went and took classes. Um, but there were, I think when you, you mentioned that when you did your first audition, you hadn't taken any classes. And I think what happens is we go out, we don't take the class and we learn the hard way. Can you, can you tell us about that and what that was like and what made you take the shift uh, and make you, made you take it so quickly? And I think that probably was the only time I ever stepped somewhere unprepared. I I had a book of rhymes and had been rapping from, you know, the age of eight to uh, 16. 
before I got into that uh, audition for that record label. I was ready. Anything after that audition, I was ready. I just wasn't ready, and no one had given me the word about how I should be prepared. I, I should have known that myself. But I believe at 17, 18 years old, I went into that audition, and I sat in front of that guy, and I read completely from the paper. I didn't even look up at him once or twice. Now, first off, I really didn't want to do it. I think it was Freddy Krueger. It was one of them scary movies. And they just wanted to see MC Light. Wanted to see MC Light. And I went in there, and at least at least I could have been prepared. And so after that uh, instant, let me tell you, Lynn, it's not a time I go into a room unprepared. The most I can do. Matter of fact, I drive you crazy when it's time for me to do a speech because I'm talking to you about the speech three weeks before the time. And you tell me, <laughs> what the hell are you talking to me about, sir? No, July 4th, 2026. I'm like... And I'm like, okay, what's the audience like? Who am I playing for? So you understand my need to be prepared. Mm -hmm. I, just, I just love being prepared. Um, and once I'm prepared, all fear, all apprehension, hesitancy, all of it goes out the back window because I'm showing up, I'm showing out, I'm aware, and I'm in the moment. And and you can only be in the moment when you're not worried about the past or the future. And that's where I want to be, right here in this moment. Yeah, you know, it. you are absolutely right. And I guess for me, there are some things that I do on the fly. Like, I don't really prepare for speeches. I, I kind of figure it out once I'm there, because I every time I try to say what I want to say before I get there, the energy of the people is different. So, you know, it all comes down to what it is that works for you. But of course, when I'm doing a sermon, I've got to prepare, you know, I've got to right. know, you know, I can't be going up there winging it with God's people. I got to make sure I know what I'm talking about. Cause I'm trying to, I'm trying to get in, you know, I'm trying to get in the, in the upper room when it's time, when it's time, not right now, when it's time, <laughs> you know, I always say, um, I know for sure, you know, Demetrius and, you know, a few other people, I know they're going to heaven and they're going to have to let me in the back door because they might, yeah, they're going to have to let me in. They're going to have to be like, now listen, we got to let our girl in. A few of y'all might have to, you know, let me in, but God is going to be good with me because I'm going to keep all the unruly people in check. That's so, right. Yeah, I'm going to keep all the unruly people in check, but, you know, just seriously though, um, time is of the essence and you know, time is of the essence when it comes to you know, understanding how to make your money grow. I, I, you know, I, again, once again, so many people, uh, did well by, you know, understanding the stock market and learning that game last year. Uh, but now is the time to understand what's new, what's moving, what's, what are the, um, uh, trends right now. And, and we really can't afford, uh, to wait. We can't afford to, uh, let somebody else figure it out for us. We've got to get in the game ourselves. And and, and with time is money, the, the thing I want to say is this, you know, like, because everybody's getting excited about things opening up. Does everybody understand when things open up, that means you're going to go out and spend more money? Do you think, do you really understand that, that you're going to actually go out and spend more money once things start opening up? So 
you know, we want to make sure that as we open up and as we move around, that we're also being strategic about it. And now is the time to make sure that you put that strategy in place. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable. Let's talk about real estate, real estate, real estate. Hi, I'm financial expert Lynn Richardson. You've seen me on Good Morning America, The Breakfast Club, and KBLA Talk. I'm so excited about sharing with you the Home Buyers Club. It's time for you to get the home of your dreams. No credit, no problem. Low credit, no problem. No down payment, no problem. I'm excited about you getting a piece of the American dream. Join the Home Buyers Club today. Don't hesitate in uh Think for one moment that your business cannot be a world-class business. It can absolutely be a world-class business. I tell people all the time, Amazon started out as a home-based business. Microsoft started out as a home-based business. Uh, Facebook started out as a home-based business, a college-based home-based <laughs> business. So uh, you can absolutely get to where it is you're trying to go if you understand that time is money, time is of the essence. So like, I've got a, you know, a list of things that I think we need to be concerned about when it comes to, uh, you know, taking the next step that we need to take. Um, number one on the list uh, I have is health. Uh, for me, that's what wealth starts with. It starts with good emotional, mental, and physical health. And uh, it has been now uh, 14 years since I, uh, lost a hundred pounds and I had weight loss surgery and I researched uh, for years and I didn't know what to do and I kept getting stuck and I met uh, my soror Santita Jackson and she told me about what she had and I was like that's it for me and I did the research I prayed I got it done and what I realized is when I lost the physical weight I did not just lose the physical weight I lost the emotional weight and just things just were different. I never felt like I couldn't be successful being 100 pounds overweight, but I can tell you once I was no longer 100 pounds overweight, there was a whole new world that opened up just in terms of my energy and everything else. So, you know, health is um, key. And I think all too often, you know, when folks are trying to make it to the next level, you know, and, and I would, I'd, what I'd also have to say is like the very next year, when the recession hit um, and I was on food stamps, you know, but I was a hundred pounds smaller. I had faith. Uh, I had my health and my strength, my family. And that's when I found everything. So I know that you are, you know, you and I are a little opposite here. Uh, you eat nothing. I eat everything. <laughs> um, you know, we, I say that jokingly, but health is important to you. How, how do you, uh, you know, make this part of your daily you know, time is of the essence strategy, you know, when it comes to your health. Oh, man, absolutely. Um, you know, um, uh, Tony Robbins, I remember in back in the late 90s, he had a program where everything was equated to pleasure and pain. Okay, so like really identifying what works better for you. Uh, is it the concept of getting closer to pleasure? Or is it the concept of getting further away from pain? And so with, with anything that I need to make a decision on quickly, I kind of throw it into one of those buckets. and Or I attempt to, but really it's the psychology of, okay, 
what is it going to be like if I'm on TV and TV already adds 10 pounds? So I don't have the luxury of eating chips and nachos and burgers and, and pizza and all of the things that are going to pack on the pounds when I have to be on TV in less than however many weeks, months, days. Um, and really, as a celebrity and someone who's in front of the camera most of the time, I can't spend a whole lot of my time getting ready. I have to be ready because it, it plays a part in my mental and emotional well-being. When I have to show up and I'm not looking or feeling the way that I want to, and you know, some people may say it's vain, whatever. I, I, if I want to bring my best self to the party and you too want me as my best self, because if not, I'm not going to want to be there long. I may not even want to go. What am I going to fit? Can I fit into this? Can I fit? Like, I don't want that to be my holdup. I don't want that to be the thing that stops me from getting anywhere. And that's weight because I, I really can uh, put in the discipline and not only just be the size that I want, but be healthy. I don't want to not eat at all. That's not my ticket. I just want to put things in my body that are going to feed it because you are, you honestly are what you eat. And when you back up, you take a cleanse, you get everything cleansed out of the system, you can tell what is good to your body and what's not. And who wants to put something that's just okay? We don't watch things that are just okay. I mean, I would hope we don't. We don't listen to things that are just okay and just average. We want, op we want optimum fuel in our tank. And so for me to have vegetables and to have all of the things that are going to bring me to a point of feeling alive and vibrant and, and vivacious, those are the things that I want to put in. And I, I, you know what? I have to attribute it to my mom. I saw her as a child make decisions to go to the gym. Make, I mean, I think at 18, she gave me a Jack LaLanne membership. And I was, I thought I was debunked because back then it was like a thousand dollars to get into a Jack Lane membership. And so I, I was so happy that I could go to the gym on my own and do the things necessary to pull up, tighten up, get right, get, you know, get that body together. So I attribute that to my mom and seeing her work ethic when it came to you know, bicycling and just doing all of the things outdoors that it takes to, to keep yourself in, in shape and keep yourself positive uh, with a positive mindset. Yeah. And what I, you know, people need to also understand that's not necessarily a certain weight. It might not even be a certain size. You know, I look at so many pictures of you and I standing next to each other on the red carpet, like, and it's, people wouldn't necessarily know that I'm like 40, 50 pounds heavier than you um, because I carry my weight differently. So, um, but I'm very comfortable with my size, it, but my size would be like obese for some people or what have you, even after having lost a, you know, a hundred pounds. And so it's not necessarily about um, size. It's about how you feel and what you do. And as a matter of fact, 14 years ago, I was one size, but now I really need to be about five to seven pounds heavier than that at this age with this hormone level of whatever, all this stuff is working around up in here. <laughs> so 
it's about being comfortable, but you know, you hit the nail on the head. I never wanted, I had so many things I wanted to do in my life. I had messed up financially. I was a young mother and wife, and I knew I wanted to make a difference and end the generational curse of poverty in my family. I wanted to set a new um, paradigm, and I didn't want to be thinking about weight, and I was thinking about weight. And so I would say to people, you know, there was a time when I didn't think about it, but really I was thinking about more than weight. I was thinking about diabetes and high blood pressure and heart disease and all of those things. So, um, you know, I just really encourage us to kind of look at those things and it's hard. You know, I think one of the funniest things I've seen all year was Will Smith on Instagram with that body of his in that belly hanging over. I was just, you yeah, know. That was just too much. And then he had everybody on the internet doing it. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Please, put them bellies away. <laughs> you are nuts. You are crazy. But no. Um, you know, but he said something in there. He said, you know, this body carried me through the pandemic. And let me tell you, I got a, a preaching moment. I was like, now you know you telling the truth because I know I had my uh multiple uh days of having my red lobster with the butter and the this and the that and so on and so forth so you know we've had those moments but what are we going to do to move past um you know that so you know i just say to everybody time is of the essence right now today is it kbla talk 1580 we've got a lot to talk about the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580, and this is Lynn Richardson, and we are creating millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time, and that means you. I had a C-section, I had, uh, then there were fibroids, and there was the weight, and so I just kind of address things, you know, quickly as they come, and nip them in the bud, and keep moving, um, so that I can continue to try to, you know, live this life, and be the light that I think God wants me to be, no pun intended. Um, so, you know, health, um, mental health, I, and I, we gotta deal with that. Um, I think one of the things that we are not necessarily seeing the full effect of is the effect of the mental health, the, the effects that the pandemic has taken on mental health. Yeah, yeah, it's, I mean, you and I know people who are in recovery and they, they've shared with us that many folks have gone out during this pandemic. And when I say gone out, I mean, they've OD'd um, because it was just too much pressure for them. And they decided that this was no longer a journey that they wanted to uh, be involved in. And that has everything to do with post-traumatic stress of any kind. You know, years ago, they didn't have a name for it. And, and then when they did, they tried to equate it to just folks who had gone off to work. But um, the numbers are very high for those who suffer from post-traumatic stress from just living, <laughs> from just being in a, you know, a home atmosphere where there's some sort of abuse, some sort of molestation, um, some sort of abandonment. Issues like that have really put us all in a state of um, a state of quandary, really, because it, you haven't gone through a war, per se, in Kuwait or Iraq or wherever, but it's right here on homeland with people that you love and with people that say they love you and possibly do, just don't know how to love 
have you right. And so, yeah, mental health is a huge issue and how it is that people choose to deal with it. Um, and I always say, you know, therapy. I hear so many more people saying, you know, black folks don't believe in therapy. I, I disagree with that. I see so many more uh, black men and women uh, choosing the route of talking to either their church council or, you know, a therapist or a family therapist of that nature. So, yeah, everybody understands um, there's a deeper level to this. And if you're ever going to get to it and be free of these of these weights and all that baggage, you're going to need to talk about it, deal with it, go deep so you can get out the other end. You know, you have just said a whole thing. And I think uh, when it comes to mental health, it starts with a very small thing. It's when you're not feeling okay. And that is at any given moment in time. It's I wake up and I feel angry. I wake up, I feel depressed. I wake up, I don't want to go to school or work. I wake up, I don't like the people that I see in my house. You know, <laughs> I mean, truthfully, all of those are signs that mentally uh, or emotionally or both, uh, either something is off balance around us or we are off balance. And the whole idea is to move it into harmony and to address it. MC Light is here with me today. Time is of the essence. The time is now. And we're talking about, you know, really time is money. And a lot of people lost money because they didn't act. I started the class. People felt something and they came to the class. And then some people started their business and others didn't. And those who did were able to reap the benefits of what the government made available to those who had started their businesses by February 15th, 2020, and those who didn't suffered, and they still have not changed the date. So uh, we want you to think, but also to move and know the difference between the two. And that's called wisdom, knowing when to think, knowing when to discern, knowing when to move, knowing when to stop and hold. And uh, light, you know, as we talk about mental health, and I say the time is now, you know, this case with Aaliyah Taylor, uh, who was beaten and pretty much presumed dead by her then live-in boyfriend, uh, Chad Wheeler. Um, you know, she's been on uh, pretty much every talk show and she's come out to talk about it. And uh, they had been together, I think dating for about six months or something to that effect. They were living together. Everything was wonderful. And um, that day earlier while she was at work, he sent her a picture and she shares that he had cut off all his hair. And she was alarmed when she saw the picture because she knew him to be someone, he loved his hair. And if you look at pictures of him, if you Google him and look up his picture, he had lots of hair, you know, it's long, like a rock star, a hippie, you know, whatever. And he had lots of long hair. And all of a sudden he's bald, but not just that, he was quiet, he was different. She knew something was wrong. She went home anyway. When she got home, she further knew something was wrong. And then what she says, he said, he told her to bow down. See, let me tell you something. <laughs> Wait, I'm moving the furniture out the way right now. Child, let Demetrius show up on a picture somewhere looking strange. And I don't know, recognize who, what, when, where, why, or how much. Let him show up. 
and let me come home and he say something. See, what you have to understand, and so what she, already knowing something was terribly wrong, mm -hmm. you know, she stayed in the situation and he basically strangled her what he thought was to death. The second time he strangled her and she passed out both times. The second time she woke up, he said, oh, you're still alive. And now she tells the story and apparently he had a manic break or something to that effect. Yeah. And she said some, he was just different. I call it the devil, honey. Y'all could run around here not believing in Satan. I don't believe in him, but he exists. And let me tell you, the devil and, and demons got a job just like God and his angels got a job. So, you know, people can become overwhelmed by a spirit. And as a matter of fact, everybody is running by, operating by spirit, one or the other. But that's a whole other story. Join me for the spiritual path to wealth and prosperity on Sundays. But the, the, the whole idea is... Um, she was supposed to get out before she went in. Get out before you go in. Mm. Let me tell you, those uh, scary movies and the person hears something and they got to go see what it is. Let me tell you what Lynn Richardson going to be looking at. <clears throat> the back of whatever it was. I'm going in the opposite direction. You know, the time, time is of the essence. You might not have a second chance to get that deal or get that opportunity or be ready or, you know, escape from something with your life. And this whole thing really is, is two things on the end of this spectrum. It's the clear, clearly he was in a, you know, uh, emotionally and a mentally, um, ill state. And, um, she saw it and made some choices. And of course it's certainly not her fault at all. But um, we can take these kinds of examples and apply them and, and know how to move accordingly. Mm, yes. I, I, you know what? I'm in total agreement. Yeah, I remember that story when it surfaced. And I just was, first off, um, I don't want to say, I guess I was relieved, relieved that she was still alive. Yes. And, um, you know, it just goes to show you have to be in tune. And when you have those instincts, you know, God has given us the Holy Spirit for a reason. And when she noted, so, okay, something is wrong. She, he didn't look the same. His hair was cut off. We would have had to do a whole lot more talking on the phone for me to be able to show up there. Yes. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Come forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time, and one dime at a time. And that means you. Yes, time is money. We're talking about it here on the Millionaire's Roundtable. We're talking about the unfortunate incident with the young lady uh, who was dating the football player. And... Um, you know, everything was going great until it wasn't. And all of a sudden he cut off all of his hair and it was very strange. Yeah, because that, that in itself was a, um, was a sign, was a God given sign. It's just like when that, that woman was attacked. I think you and I talked about that and she had her children with her. And mm -hmm. Died her house talking about he wanted to do something with the lawn, but she knew by the way he looked that something was wrong with him? And did he wound up snatching the baby? Yeah, she she was walking through like a wooded area and um, he uh, appeared and said hello. 
And instantly she was afraid. Instantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. But this is why Otto, I'm not polite. I'm just gonna tell y'all right now. Yeah, she ain't y'all. I am not polite. They know. They they listen to they love me anyway. I am not polite, okay? Well, you ain't nothing but a Chicago. Uh, let me tell you. South and West. She shared that the reason why she did not say something or express any is because she wanted to be polite. She didn't want to be rude. Let me tell y'all, I don't curse on in public, but excuse me, damn rude, okay? Mm-mm. Your children are with you. When you feel like something is off, I would have said at the loudest I possibly could, what are you, blah, 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 and where are you, da, 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 and I'd have been calling, and I'd have been, and so she said, oh, even though she was afraid, she turned around and kept walking, and the next thing you know, she was fighting for her life and life of her children. She got away to tell the story. She lived to tell the story. The kids were not, but you know something is wrong, and I would rather be rude than dead. Okay? Uh, I'd rather be called a traitor. You know, oh, well, I wasn't feeling good, and you didn't come by to see me. and No, because I was afraid. <laughs> I was afraid. And so I think we got to stand in our power and know if and when the time is now. Because if you don't know what time it is, your time could be up. Your time could be up. And, you know, I'm just so thankful to Light for joining me here today. And I want to move into um, what it is that we have to do in order to properly discern what time it is. Let me, let me just say a few things to you. I said time is money. More importantly, energy is like money in the bank. Once you spend it, it is gone. And I think each and every one of us has to ask ourselves on an hourly basis, on a daily basis, on a weekly basis and a monthly basis, how am I spending my energy? Now for me, uh, for a lengthy time period, I was dealing with the energy of COVID. Um, I lost a very close person. My godmother passed and it was literally, it was devastating. But I then spent my energy helping my god sister recover. And then I spent my energy in another crisis. And I spent my energy in another crisis. And then one day I looked up and I had no more energy for anything or anyone. So each and every one of us has the ability to properly discern what time is it? Is it time to run? Is it time to stay? Is it time to go? What I know is the harvest is here and the time is now. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Lynn Richardson wants to help you build multiple streams of income and create more passive income for yourself. You're listening to the Millionaire's Roundtable on KBLA Talk 1580.
Welcome forward now. This is the Millionaire's Roundtable here on KBLA Talk 1580. And this is Lynn Richardson. And we are creating millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one dollar at a time and one dime at a time. And that means you. So what is the action of the day? What is the word of the hour here on KBLA 1580 Talk? Uh, I want you to download the app. I want you to listen because you cannot get these messages which are designed to transform your life and teach you how to manifest that the harvest is here and the time is now. You can't just listen to it one time. You've got to listen to it again and then you've got to share it with someone else and then you've got to invite over family members or friends and listen to it. Take notes and then talk about it and take action. So the action of the day is to share this with someone. Share all of it. Go to the app, listen to all of the episodes and start to put your plan in place. Because I said time is money. The word of the day comes from Ecclesiastes the third chapter, verses one through eight. And it says, for everything there is a season and a time for every purpose under heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant and a time to pluck up that which is planted, a time to kill, kill and a time to heal. And when I say kill, I mean kill old patterns, old behaviors, an old energy that does not serve you. I'm not talking about killing people, okay? A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose, a time to keep, and a time to cast away, a time to rend, and a time to sow, a time to keep silence, and a time to speak, a time to love, and a time to hate, a time for war, and a time for peace. The harvest is here, and the time is now, and you must deploy each and every one of these timely actions in order to get where it is you are trying to go. This is your season. Time is money. Money is like energy. Once you spend it, it is gone. Use yours wisely. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.